Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for July the 22nd of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But of course, tomorrow is a very big day for the future of gaming and especially for the future of Xbox because the Xbox Games Showcase is going to be showing off a ton of games coming to the Xbox Series X this holiday season. And of course, in between all of those games is the one pillar, Halo Infinite. And today we got a bit of a look as to what to expect because Xbox has released Halo Infinite's key art ahead of its showcase reveal. Xbox has revealed Halo Infinite's key art ahead of Thursday's Xbox Games Showcase livestream. Halo Infinite campaign gameplay is set to be shown for the first time in an hour-long digital event on Thursday, July the 23rd, alongside other games planned for release on the Xbox Series X. Developed by 343 Industries, Infinite is described as, quote, a spiritual reboot of the first-person shooter series, which launched in 2001 and is planned for release on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC during the 2020 holiday season. The game will be powered by 343's new Slipspace engine, which was built to give more creative freedom to its development team and to open new possibilities within the game itself, according to studio head Bonnie Ross. On its Slipspace website, 343 claims the engine will enable its in-game characters to convey emotional performances with truly organic, believable fidelity. A recent teaser video suggested Halo Infinite Story could feature The Banished, a mercenary faction that rebelled against the Covenant Empire. The Xbox Game Showcase will take place on Thursday, July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and a one-hour pre-show, of course, is going to be hosted along with it by Jeff Keighley. The event will focus primarily on Series X games being developed by Xbox Game Studios, but will also confirm additional titles coming from third-party publishers, people with knowledge of Microsoft's plans told VGC. Now, here is the key art itself. It is worth mentioning. This is exactly what you are going to be seeing on the box art this holiday season, whether you're buying it on the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X, it's all going to be getting this packaging. Now, you might notice there's something definitively familiar about this style of, of cover art. If you want to take a look at the video, if you are watching on YouTube, it's basically a remake of Halo Combat Evolves cover. And let me tell you, I'm a big fan of it. There is something about this art style where you take something that has so much power in the gaming industry. You take the cover of one of the most influential first-person shooters of all time, and you remake it with a new coat of paint. You put some modernization to work, and you create something new while its core foundation is still rooted uh, in its origins. That gets me every time. And that it's what we're getting here with the Halo Infinite key art. Now... The gameplay will speak for itself, and the community will make itself known, uh, but I can't help but be excited about what they're going to be showing during tomorrow's big Xbox Games Showcase. I've said this before, and I will say it again every time I get the opportunity. Sony dominated this past generation. The PlayStation 4, when they say greatness awaits, 
It really was a waiting. It, it truly did deliver a ton of irreplaceable experiences. You had God of War, The Last of Us, of course, remastered and part two. On top of that, you had Infamous being continued in the form of Second Son and First Light. So many incredible experiences that were had, and that's just to name a few. Xbox had a rough generation. There is no getting around that. Xbox One did not deliver in many regards, and it really did have a few standout titles, but none that could even hold a light uh, to what PlayStation brought to the table. Of course, with all these recent acquisitions uh, that has been working to beef up the Xbox Game Studios offering, tomorrow is going to be a very big day because it's essentially the first time we are going to be seeing where this money has been going and what projects have been worked on. But if you are looking forward to Halo Infinite, that is the kind of cover art you are going to be looking at. And of course, we will get the full look at the campaign tomorrow during the Xbox Games Showcase. And once again, you can watch that via the usual outlets on Thursday, July the 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you do want to download wallpapers or anything like that, you can find that over on HaloWaypoint.com, if I remember correctly. And of course, if you want an entire recap of tomorrow's performance, I call it a performance because that's kind of what it is, uh, you can find it right here on the Jam Pack Report. But Xbox does look to be making a pretty big comeback in the midst of COVID-19 because revenue has surged 64% for Xbox in Q4, driven by record engagement amid the pandemic. Microsoft has outlined its fourth quarter earnings in its fiscal year 2020, with company-wide revenue once again on the up, surpassing $38 billion. Gaming efforts were among standout successes, with current world events helping propel revenue up 64% year-over-year, or up to $1.3 billion. COVID-19 pushed Xbox into the spotlight as Redman once again reports, quote, record engagement in an era of stay-at-home orders and social distancing. Xbox content and services grew 65% year-over-year, inclusive of game sales and subscriptions. Microsoft attributed that growth to increased overall platform demand, coupled to strong results from unnamed third-party properties. Growth extends to Xbox hardware revenue as well, also climbing 49% this quarter. Xbox One X and One S bundles remain scarce nationwide as consumers flock for at-home entertainment, and it comes as Microsoft recently halted Xbox One X and One S all-digital production discontinuing existing models ahead of the next-generation Xbox Series X. The results mark an impressive quarter for Microsoft's gaming division, once again strong throughout the pandemic. The closing weeks of last quarter underscored a sharp uptick in Xbox Live usage, with similar momentum reflected on Q4 earnings. The increased demand even saw Microsoft temporarily disable custom Xbox profile pictures in order to ease strain on moderation services. It is favorably positioning at Microsoft to execute its next-generation vision, spearheaded by its Xbox Series X console and Project X Cloud cloud streaming technology. The current climate offers a growing demand for interactive entertainment with software sales and services like its Xbox Game Pass subscription fundamental to the brand moving forward. Very exciting little report here for the Xbox brand, uh, because again, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, the Xbox One generation has not been kind to Microsoft, uh, but there is an incredible amount of excitement going into this holiday season, and with a surge of 64%, uh, that is nothing to shake a stick at. Xbox is certainly gaining a lot of momentum in the public eye, uh, and I know that I have been playing mine a lot. Now, that is not to say that one console or platform is better than the other, because PlayStation has had some very 
very impressive experiences that have come out over the course of the past few months. Of course, the two biggest being The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. But Xbox as a service is something that is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, if you look at the value of Game Pass, it is still very impressive. And I've been pl playing a lot of Halo on Project X Cloud at work, and I'm pretty impressed with that technology as well. Uh, so we will see what comes of this holiday season for the Xbox brand. But the COVID-19 pandemic is certainly driving up engagement in a very, very noticeable way. But of course, we talked last week about the price of next-gen games. Some games are going to be $70 this holiday season. Ubisoft says it won't charge more for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X games this fall. The company publicly commits to keeping its prices at $60, at least for fall releases. Ubisoft has publicly committed to keeping prices for new games released on next-gen consoles this fall at $60, the company said in an earnings call on Wednesday. That diverges from the strategy of fellow video game publisher Take-Two Interactive and its subsidiary 2K Games, which are planning to charge an extra $10 for next-gen PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the upcoming NBA 2K21. Quote, we plan to come with the same price as the previous generation of consoles, where the company's words, though in reference only to its fall slate of new releases. While this is Ubisoft's first time saying it aloud, it would not raise prices for next-gen games released this holiday season, its Xbox pre-order pages for games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion already indicated that prices would stay the same. For instance, a GameStop pre-order for Watch Dogs Legion for Xbox One, which comes with a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X version thanks to Microsoft's Smart Delivery Initiative, is just $59.99. Sony and its publishing partners have not yet released pre-order pages for any PS5 launch games or cross-platform releases. What is not clear right now is whether Ubisoft plans to ever increase prices. It makes sense for the publisher to keep its prices static this fall when many of its games are designed as cross-generation titles that will release on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X, but in the future, after adoption of next-gen consoles becomes stronger, we may see publishers decide to raise prices for games that are designed, or at the very least optimized, for newer devices, as 2K Games intends to do. This gets a bit tricky specifically because of smart delivery. Now, for those that don't know what smart delivery is, uh, it is essentially the proprietary service on Xbox hardware that allows any game to be played on Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Because if that is the case and you buy a game on even Series X and you can play it on One X, then it doesn't make sense for one version of the game to be pricier than the other. You have to keep those prices pretty much in line uh, with with the industry expectation because the lowest version would win in terms of sales so if you priced the series x version of for example halo infinite uh, at 70 dollars and you priced the xbox one version at 60 dollars if they both work with each other why would anybody buy the 70 dollar one now, of course, the same uh, example could be applied to a game like, for instance, Watch Dogs Legion. If they're selling one version for 70 and one for 60, and they both do the same thing, there's no real reason uh, to have them on the market at different prices. Now, they could have gone that route, but it would have been a very negative piece of, of, of press, so I'm sure they didn't want to go that route. This seems to be the way it's going to go for this specific holiday season. I still believe that there's going to be some kind of bump in, in cost because it just feels natural. I'm not saying that I am wanting to pay more for games, but I'm saying that games have gotten to... Uh, 
such a point at which the experiences we are getting deserve more money for the time that is put into development. Because although gaming has become more popular and copies of games are sold more, or more copies of games are sold rather, uh, it still warrants paying more for the experiences that we have. And I know that's an unpopular opinion because everybody wants a good deal. Uh, but if you look back at games like Spider-Man, if you look back at games like Gears 5, uh, if you look back at games like uh, Mario and... No, I'm just kidding. I no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but these giant narrative first-person or first-player games, single-player games, uh, they're getting to a point at which there is so much to do and so much to see and so much to explore uh, that 70 bucks doesn't feel like that's much of a stretch. But again, that's just me. Would love to see what you have to say down below. However, you have nothing to worry about if you're looking forward to Ubisoft games this year. And if you are looking forward to Ubisoft games, it looks like another Ubisoft forward is coming this September. The news was announced by Chief Financial Officer Frederick Duggett during the company's first quarter earnings call on Wednesday. On Wednesday's conference call, Duggett said, quote, the live event generated historic viewership. He added Ubisoft Forward was a major milestone and the response from our fans was very promising. We achieved record high peak concurrent viewership during this event, surpassing our previous E3 conferences. Ubisoft Forward was used to announce a Watch Dogs Legion release date of October 29th, an Assassin's Creed Valhalla release date of November the 17th, and a Far Cry 6 release date of February 18th, 2021. Of course, VG uh, Chronicles goes on to say about uh, the smart delivery on Xbox, the free upgrades for PS4 and PS5 players, and all of that good stuff. So, if you're looking forward to more Ubisoft games, you can stay tuned for September's big announcement. One thing I do want to point out here, surpassing our previous E3 conferences, that's another nail in the coffin for E3, and I want to say that right here, right now. On July the 22nd, the year of our Lord 2020, is it the year of our Lord? It's been pretty bad. Uh, we aren't going to be having a standard kind of E3 experience, and if we do, a lot of these publishers and developers are probably going to be pulling out uh, because the amount of investment for an E3 event does not line up with the amount of return that you're getting for doing a digital event. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and so, looking forward to a strange new future, but definitely looking forward to playing these new Ubisoft games. However, today was a very big day for Twitch because they have introduced sports as a standalone category. Twitch has announced that beginning Wednesday, it will be introducing sports as a standalone category, which will also include the return of twitch.tv slash twitch sports in an effort to allow users to find sporting events on the platform more easily. As part of the launch, twitch.tv slash twitch sports will be brought back to serve as a channel featuring different sports events being streamed on Twitch. On Wednesday, a showcase will take place on the channel hosted by retired MLS soccer player and Team USA 2006 World Cup squad member Jimmy Conrad and will feature live interactive content from the NBA, House of Highlights, Arsenal FC, and the UFC. A sports category will also be added in the browse section, so viewers will have one central location to discover live sports on the platform. Previously, many channels presenting live sports had been using other categories for their broadcast, including fitness and health. Twitch had also announced it is collaborating with four major soccer clubs, Real Madrid, Arsenal, Juventus, and Paris Saint-Germain, to provide exclusive content on Twitch. Twitch already has official pages established for many sports teams and leagues, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, NWSL, RFL, and UFC. 
While many currently use it as a platform to showcase and create content around the video game versions of their respective sports, the NBA has recently shown reruns including a top 10 games of the season series in recent broadcast. Many athletes gravitated to gaming and streaming on Twitch, especially when the COVID-19 pandemic shut down leagues across the globe. Teams have used the platform to simulate remaining regular season games in video game form and create other content to engage fans. Uh, this is something that I think is kind of a no-brainer because of the couple of mentions at the bottom of this article uh, that show whenever the courts are closed and the bleachers are empty, a lot of these players turn to Twitch to maintain their fan bases and to entertain uh, the fans that would normally be packing the stands. And I think this is a very interesting move because it seems to be uh, branching the worlds of gaming and sports in a way that has never really been done effectively before. And I say effectively with the assumption that this will work. I'm not entirely sure that it will. Because Twitch at its heart is a gaming platform, uh, but there are so many people that are going to Twitch to watch other content. Uh, personally, whenever I watch Twitch, it tends to be talk shows, podcasts, or music. Uh, those are the three mainstreams that I watch. I don't find watching gameplay that entertaining. I don't really chat that much because I don't have time to sit there and engage in a conversation. I'm normally watching something or doing something in the background while Twitch is playing. Uh, and on top of that, the platform itself is changing in such a way that more creative content uh, that is outside of the gaming space is beginning to emerge and kind of, in a way, uh, take over a larger share of the platform itself. And I think sports is going to be a part uh, of that additional category that's outside of the gaming space, and it's certainly interesting uh, to see Twitch and Amazon beginning to embrace this. Now, of course, the old days of Twitch are completely and totally gone, so you can go ahead and kiss those goodbye. Uh, but if you're into sports, congratulations, you now have the opportunity to watch more of them. But PS5 demo kiosks are starting to appear in retail stores, as if anyone's going to be able to play a demo in a store this year. Uh, but with every passing week, Sony seems to be slowly setting up its next-gen console, the PS5, at retail storefronts. While it has yet to go live for pre-order, the upcoming PlayStation console made waves last week when many started to take note of its product placement Amazon page. Now it seems as though Sony is taking the next steps to prepare the PS5 in big box stores. Shared by user at allgamesdelta underscore over on Twitter, PlayStation reportedly looks to be setting up PlayStation 5 related kiosks at storefronts in the UK. The tweet, which you can find below, shows that a standee of some sort is being prepared at a store in the region, and even though it is not finished being built out just yet, the stand looks like it includes a couch, a place for a TV, and some ports in which DualSense controllers will likely be attached. While no PS5-specific branding can be seen on the stall, it is worth noting that the color scheme of the setup is nearly identical to that of PlayStation 5. Plus, there doesn't really seem to be any reason why Sony would be setting up a standee like this unless it was related to PlayStation 5. I don't know. I think it's Vita 2, personally. Uh, no, in all seriousness, this is going to be the outcome. It is going to be a PlayStation 5 kiosk. Uh, and I'll tell you why they have to do this. They have to have this experience. Uh, in a COVID-19 world, not the best option. Of course, it is going to be tricky to market anything in a physical kind of format, uh, but it's very important to get 
player's hands on a dual sense because that is such a major part of the PlayStation 5 experience. The dual sense is not the DualShock 5 for a reason. It's something new. It brings more to the table. Uh, it is the next level of HD rumble that you can find in a Nintendo Switch Joy-Con. It is taking uh, the haptic feedback and the sensitive triggers uh, and the responsive triggers to the next level. And to show that off in a video is difficult. To show that off in a digital format is nearly impossible. You have to feel it. You have to experience it. Uh, and what better way than to have a pair of headphones that is completely immersing you in 3D audio, and then you have the dual sense where you can feel the tension of a bow. You can feel the water. Uh, you can feel the different types of terrain you're running on. That is something you have to experience in person. So it makes sense that these kiosks are going to be the future. Now, when will you be able to actually sit down at one? Oh, uh, who knows? Who, who knows? Uh, now, IGN says that these are not PlayStation 5 related. I see in the, in, in the follow-up comments here. I don't really believe this. Now, PlayStation might have said they're not PlayStation 5 related, but mm, seems a bit iffy in my book. Still not buying it. That color scheme is just too much. I, I just, I can't buy that. But moving on. To the last story of today's show, Roblox is now played by over half of U.S. kids. When thinking about games popular with a younger audience, most of you might immediately jump to Fortnite, but another behemoth exists in the form of Roblox, an online game creation platform that only seems to be getting bigger. It's grown so much, in fact, that most kids in America are seemingly playing it. According to figures shared by Roblox with The Verge, we now know that over half of U.S. kids and teens under the age of 16 play Roblox. That's up from the figure reported by Bloomberg in April, in which Roblox claimed a third of Americans under 16 play the game. It is a pretty staggering amount of players, and Roblox is continuing to cater to this audience with the introduction of Party Place, an arena for kids to host their own virtual birthday parties and events. Kind of useful while we are all in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, now, for those that don't know how Roblox works, it is essentially Gary's Mod meets Minecraft. Uh, you can do whatever you want in it. Now, of course, I'm not playing it, never played it, never will. Uh, but it is neat to see this virtual space exist, especially, as the article mentions, in a COVID-19 situation where many, many kids are being isolated uh, from their friends. They can't have physical contact. To be able to have a birthday party, to be able to have uh, camaraderie shared within this virtual space is very, very cool. And I am sure that millions of kids jumped on board as soon as the lockdown downs began earlier this year. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you are looking forward to seeing at tomorrow's big Xbox Games Showcase. It's a very exciting time for many of us here in the gaming industry, and I cannot wait to break it all down for you on tomorrow's episode of the show. But until then, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night, a fantastic morning, and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.